Hey y'all, what if you really could change your life? If there was a way to be healthy and intentional in every area of your life? Good news, there is. And we show you how each week on All of You Whole. Hosted by me, Caroline Fossil, entrepreneur, wellness expert, author, and speaker. Every episode is an in-depth look at how to help you get unstuck, be brave in your life choices, and have a meaningful life all either from my own experiences or from the experts I interview. My goal is to help you build a healthy, connected, and intentional life that fulfills your greatest purpose. Today on the show, I have my dear friend, Bailey T. Hurley. Bailey is the best. Her entire brand is built around friendships, which I love. Y'all know I love friends and I love friendships and I can never get enough. So Bailey and I connected because I love the She Reads Truth app. And one day I was reading a devotional by Bailey and she mentioned being in Denver. So I created creepily looked her up and was like, we have to grab coffee. She was in the process of writing her book, which you'll hear about. And I was in the process of writing mine. And since then we have just connected and she is the best. Today, we are going to talk about adult friendships. Y'all, they are hard. It can be hard to meet people, to sustain those friendships. And it can even be hard to know when maybe a friendship is going sour and when it's time to say enough is enough and how. Bailey is sharing so many resources with us and you are going to love this conversation. So let's dive right in. Welcome, Bailey. We are so thrilled that you're here with us today. Thank you for having me, Caroline. This is fun just because it's fun to see your face. I know. It's fun (laughs) because we're talking about friendship. We're friends. It's going to be a good time. Well, awesome. So for the listeners that don't know you yet, can you just briefly introduce yourself? Yes, I am Bailey and I live in Denver with my husband, Tim, and our three kiddos. And I stay at home with the kids and it's fun and wonderful. And then also I do write. So I do some freelance writing for She Reads Truth, if any of you follow along with them, um, and some other articles, some other online magazines. And then I wrote my first book. It's called Together is a Beautiful Place and it comes out May 17th. And it is quite a journey, a journey into this new, yeah, waiting in the waters of authorship. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy time. Oh, crazy, crazy. And I time. guess I should say like what I'm about. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Is about. So yes, I write on the topic of female friendship and specifically, I love trying to help women find simple and doable habits for mm. longevity in their friendships. So trying to take away that like scariness and my schedule's too busy and all the above and saying, no, like friendship is so important. It's important for your mental spiritual, emotional health. And then as well, you can do it. Like you have everything you need to possibly do that. And it doesn't have to be so intimidating. Yes. It's so intimidating as adults. Um, so how did you come to land on this topic? Mm-hmm. Like, cause you write on all kinds of things for she reads truth, other mm-hmm. online magazines, but how did you decide for yourself? Like friendship? That's where I'm going to dig in. Yes. I just asked my friends and family. I just said, Hey, what do you think I'm good at? Like, what would you come to me for advice? And hmm. that's kind of what they landed on. And at the time when people said that, I thought, wow, I, 
have never written on the topic before. I was mm. thinking they would say, who knows, marriage, like your yeah. faith, any exactly. of those things. And I was thought, wow, I've never um, thought to approach that topic, but it made complete sense to me. And yeah. it was something that was like inexhaustible, rich, felt like it was a never ending space to live in. Yeah, totally. You can talk about a million things with friendship and you do. That's so awesome. And I think that's great advice for anyone. Like that one question, what do you come to me for? What am I known for in your mind? I think that's a really clarifying question when maybe your roads are diverging and you're trying to kind of figure out what to do with your life. That's awesome. So I was going to use, I'm going to use your book of finding, keeping and loving friends to kind of guide our conversation today, because I think that's so fun. Mm -hmm. So what tips do you have for meeting friends? And I asked this question because it's funny to look at kids like Mm -hmm. Ella is just like me, but somehow she's 10 times more outgoing than I am, which (laughs) I did not know was possible. And I mean, like when she was tiny, we would go to Mm Chick-fil-A, no judgment. And she would be like in the little kids zone and we'd have to leave. I mean, she's there for like less than an hour. We'd have to leave and she'd be like sobbing, like my best friend, Harper, I can't leave her. And it's like, girl, you just met Harper. (laughs) You know what I mean? I just feel like kids are like, hey, you're human. I'm a human. Let's be friends. And it's so easy. But somehow as adults, I feel like finding, meeting friends is so difficult. So what tips Mm -hmm. do you have? Yes. For actually meeting friends, I always say, think outside the box a little bit because there's some natural places like my coworkers, because I go to work every day Mm -hmm. and there's your family. Your family can be your friends. And then also maybe your church. So I feel like those are very common places. You're like, that is a place that's kind of built around being around people all the time in community. Sure. And so mm-hmm. they're like, that's where you find friends. But I've mm-hmm. also made friends on the internet. I've made friends through social groups, like a run yeah. club, or mm-hmm. you, you share the same passion of like, for me, it's writing. So I have met friends through women writing groups or conferences mm-hmm. and then your gym, like your gym, mm-hmm. your neighbors. So I think just those seem like obvious places, but I think we're so intent on like, I guess my friends have to come from school. I'm in college. Mm. This is where it's from. And there's just so many other outlets for meeting friends, but then the actual moving forward process, I think what's so great. And if you are in a place where you're like, I just have zero clue. I don't know who my people are. I don't know what kind of people I like. I mean, I think you should sit back and take stock and write some things down. Think of your friends that you had in high school or the friends you've had in college or one of your best friends. What are the qualities that you've liked about that person? And just having taken the time to sit down and write them, you have better clarity as you meet people to say, "Mm, I like the way she talks about watching reality TV. Like, I like that too. I think maybe we could hang out. So you kind of have these like indicators that go off that say, I think this person and I would get together. And if, if that alarm bell goes off in your head, alarm bell sounds scary. I just say, if that bell goes off in your head, then you need to like take advantage of it, jump on it right? and ask that person for their number and ask them in the moment, say, are you able to go on a walk on Saturday morning? Right. Are you able to grab dinner right now after this workout class and yeah. jump on that and allow that time, like I would say immediate to kind of dig in a little more. I think people are nervous that if they ask someone to do something, then you are now like stuck together for the next five years. But I will say from experience, when I first moved to Denver, I felt like I had 
almost so many coffee dates that I was like, I'm doing back to back like two a day and it was exhausting. But yeah. at the same time, like maybe out of 20, and that sounds exact, that's exactly out of 10, maybe one girl I would actually follow up with and we would do it again. And so yeah. that's where I'm just like, don't be afraid to go to dinner with someone or take a walk with somebody and assume if it doesn't work out, you probably will both know. And you'll be like, yeah. that was you're so not great. like friendship married to that person. Yes. Like this is not a covenant. This is not a lifelong commitment. No. That's a good point. And it's okay to be like, that was so fun hanging out. And if you run into each other at class, you run into each other at church, you run into each other at your next meeting at work. It's there's like a mutual, I think it's okay. I'm like, it's just not scary. It's a mutual to be like, I was so fun when we did that one thing. I feel like I know you a little bit better. Right. Great. Awesome. And that can be the end of it. And that can be the end of it. But at the same time, you then are giving yourself the opportunity to find your people, to mm. find the women that are going to sync up with your maybe season of life or maybe some of the relational social needs that you've been needing. And who knows where it could go. But if you never get the phone number, set the date and do it, because that's mm. another one. I'm always like, you might set the time, but you have to follow through. No more yeah. of like the wishy-washy. Yep, you gotta I mean, go. We live in Denver and it's cold and it's snowing right now. And all, yeah. I'm just like, I need to cancel everything. But no, I'm not going to. I'm, just gonna I'm so glad you didn't. <laughs> live my life. But that's, yeah. I think that's the final thing. Do it. Like Do actually it. follow through with your plans. And even those things, like that's, I guess those are like my best, like quick little tips. It sounds so easy, but actually practicing it and doing it, it's tiresome. It is hard. It does take effort, but mm. I mean, then that's where you see results and that's in everything in life, but it includes our relationships. Yeah. And sometimes we just don't think of friendships in that way. Like we just don't have friends and then we are just complacent and like, well, I guess I haven't met anybody or I guess, but yeah. it does take effort. And I love the tips that you gave Bailey, because a lot of times what I hear from my audience is I don't have kids and I don't have a dog. And yeah. I, honestly, especially in Denver, like everybody's got a dog. Not everybody <laughs> has kids, but everybody's got a dog. Yeah. And so... A lot of my friends come from Ella and Owen's school because mm -hmm. my kids are so small that it's mm -hmm. like, let's have a play date, but you stick around, you know, like yeah. you're chatting with the mom or dad or whatever. Right. And so a lot of friends come from that way, or there's so many dog parks here that like mm -hmm. a lot of people meet because they go to a dog park and then, oh, your German Shepherd's so cute. And they, you know, they start talking that way. So I like all the tips that you shared because it's above and beyond like where I'm working, the mm -hmm. fact that I have kids or a dog or whatever, and it's outside of the box. And another thing I'll say is I like to think about what do I enjoy doing? Mm -hmm. And are there other people who also enjoy doing that? And can I find them somehow? So, I mean, there yes. are so many in Colorado, so many like hiking groups, right? Yes. Or like backpacking, camping groups. I mean, you can find groups for anything that you want to do. And then the other day on Facebook, I am in like a mom's group mm -hmm. up here where I live. And I said something like, does anyone want to have a gluten-free meetup? Yeah. <laughs> And like 30 people said yes, you yeah. know? And so I'm like all about gluten-free living and that's oh. what I do for my life. But also like, right. let's talk about things. Let's talk about where the best restaurants are or whatever. Yes. So that's like a very niche thing. I love it. But everybody has their thing. Maybe you like to crochet or maybe, yeah. you know, whatever it is. So like finding like-minded people who will also like do the same things with you because it doesn't just have to be coffee, coffee, 
dinner, you know, right. it can be other things too. Absolutely. And even a couple of summers ago, I really wanted to do a summer book club. Like I love books. Yes. Like, I'm obsessed. And I just put it out there kind of on the internet. And again, you never know what's going to happen, but I was right. like, if you're a local to Denver and you want to be in a book club for three months, like, Ooh, yeah, I just put it out there and it was so yeah. fun. We're now like four years strong. Every um, summer sign me up. <laughs> we go like June through July and August and it yeah. has just been an absolute blast. And sometimes, I mean, a lot of them are friends, but some of them are just random people that were like, I like books too. That um, is so cool. Which is cool. I do want to say something about this. There has been some recent research that's come out that really highlights the distance from your relationships and its impact on how deep and meaningful they can be. Mm. And it has me personally reevaluating the type of friends I'm looking for, because I'm in a season where during COVID, a lot of our close friends have moved away. And so we're coming out of that two years later. And my husband and I are looking around and we're saying to ourselves, I feel like we're kind of needing to start over a little bit. We're needing to mm. rebuild our, our bank of friends. You know, we feel sure. like we're a little depleted in that area. And a lot of it has to do with distance as well. Friends who just moved to the suburbs and you love them, mm -hmm. but you're like, oh man, this 25 minute commute has gotten a lot harder. So yes. the research says for those really, as you're looking for friends, finding people within a five to 15 minute commute from where you live mm. is really essential because that is where you're going to have more spontaneous meetups. Yep. That's where it's going to be easier to stick to plans. And then also support as a mom, you know, there are times where I'm like, I just, need someone to watch my kid in the morning because I have to volunteer at school. I don't sit her. Mm -hmm. Someone who lives two minutes away, they're like, oh yeah, I'll come over. I'll come yeah, grab absolutely. your daughter. Mm -hmm. But my friends that are 25 minutes away, they're like, okay, let me like think about traffic. Right. And then like, how do I put my kiddo down for a nap? Right. Still come help you out. And so let's bring back a resurgence of the neighbors because in yes. like just neighborhood feels that I think probably existed, I don't know, 40 years ago, yeah. but we're very close to our neighbors. And I feel like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even do a better job. But as you're looking for friends, I feel like people, if I've mentioned neighbors, people are like, uh, you want me to be friends with my neighbors? I'm like, right. yes, they are like, right Not there. only is it a good idea for all the reasons that you're saying, but also uh, we're called to yes. literally love our neighbors. You know yes. what I mean? Like, it's not even just like for our benefit, you know, it's like, right. that's what we're supposed to be doing anyway. No, yes. that's so good. And I, I think that's so great. And back to the, like, you see a friend kind of, <laughs> kind of like pounce in the moment. Yeah. It was funny during COVID, I saw this family and COVID had literally just happened. It's like March or maybe April. And I saw this family walking, like the mom, the dad, three kids and a dog. They were walking right on our sidewalk. And I was like, I don't know, taking my trash can out or something. And I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> and I'm just so outgoing. I've literally like attacked them. But I'm like, oh my gosh, hi, I'm Caroline. I live right here. Where do you guys live? So we started up a conversation and I immediately was like, Alyssa, let me grab your phone number. They are our dearest friends now. Mm. I mean, we see them twice a week. Like we are like one family at this point. Aww. And that would not have happened if I had not said, let me grab your number because yes. Alyssa is very introverted and she'll send Aww. me memes all the time of like, introverts just need an extrovert <laughs> to attack them and then be their friend. And so, yes. you know, like you've got to ask for someone's number because honestly, they probably need your friendship as much as you need theirs. Mm -hmm. So it feels so bizarre to be like, hey, girl, can I have your number? But it works. And mm -hmm. then you're friends. Yes, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. And if you're looking for even a more intentional idea, 
I know some of our neighbors do like wine porch parties in the summer. And so they just yes. put flyers on every person's door on the block. And yep. it's just like, Hey, we're drinking wine at this time on Friday. So come on over. And then Tim and so I, last summer tried something. I wanted to do more, but I feel like the first time was like, that was enough and scary enough for our neighbors that maybe just once the summer is good, but we right. did eliminate party. So it was like, yeah just come and, you know, say hello to your neighbors again. It's been a long time. Winter was long and we're going to have lemonade. It's like very simple, no fuss, like come and go for just an hour. And it was yeah. so fun. And I think the neighbors really enjoyed it except for that. They're a little like skeptical. They're like, what is this? What is we her did. deal? But we did, we just put flyers on every door and we're just like, Hey, come on by. And that is so, so cute. I'm stealing that for sure. It's fun. But I've heard of like, you could do like nachos, like, you know, get little bags of tortilla chips and yes. you and your siete. Is that how you say it? Siete chips? Siete, yep. Um, mm -hmm. You and your siete chips and then yep. like get those little like containers of like salsa. Yes. And then everyone's just like, here, come grab one, take it with you or right. stay and chat for a little bit and just try totally. to make it really accessible. I'm all about becoming a person who brings people together. Mm -hmm. And again, it's, you have to just create opportunities for people to meet and you don't have to be friends and be best friends with everyone who comes, but you're creating opportunities for person A and person B to meet. And that right. is a friendship that takes off. Like you are just providing a space for connection and that mm -hmm. alone as your base motivation is going to just be so fruitful for yourself, yeah. for other people, for your neighborhood. I love that for your neighborhood. That is such a good idea. I know it's funny that houses now, like when garages started, this sounds so random, but once we started going into the garage with our car and going in our house that way, like oh, neighbors yes. stopped. Like, cause think back 50 years ago, you sat on your front porch and like, I'm thinking about the South, you know, yes. you're all sitting on your front porches and you're, all, you're like, Hey y'all, like what's yeah. going on? And you're chatting with each other. But now that we go in our garages and in through yes. our back door, like it just closes off this connection that I feel like we used to have with our neighbors. So I think that's a mm -hmm. fantastic idea. So you mentioned a little bit about your best friendship in terms of like in town are going to be the closest to you. But mm -hmm. do you have any tips for maintaining long distance relationships? I'm talking like I moved from Atlanta. What are the best way to keep those alive and strong? Yes. And that is, I think people sometimes hate technology, but that is where you have to lean on technology. Absolutely. So, some apps, Marco Polo. I'm obsessed with Marco Polo and that's how I keep up with my long distant friends. And here's the interesting thing is that even though you might, you're going to see their face. It's a, like a face video app. Right. Even you're going to see their face and you're going to hear their voice and you might feel more connected to them than you do to the person who does live next door because mm. you're talking regularly throughout the day. You're sharing meaningful stuff. So even mm. though you're not like, oh, we had a girl's trip together for a weekend or we had this play date for three hours and you're missing that piece of it, which is important, yeah. but you're still going to get that connection through conversation. So that's one idea is Marco Polo. And here's mm. another idea. And I have to look it up because it's kind of new. Okay. It's called cappuccino and it's <gasps> yellow. If you're looking for it, it's yellow with a little, I'm going to show you a little yeah. happy coffee cup. And so it is a podcast with your friends and you can add as many people to your cappuccino group. And what happens is someone can put a question of the day out there. Maybe you guys are reading a book together. You're doing a Bible study together. You're watching a TV show together. And it might just be like, what did you think of this verse? Or tell your most embarrassing story of the week. And Stop. then what happens is everyone gets the question and you record your bean 
of the day. So you record your bean for like two minutes. And then at the end of the night, like it makes a little cappuccino in the morning, you get a podcast and it's everybody's responses. And it might be like 10 minutes, 12 minutes, five minutes, just depending how long people's responses are. And so you can just press play in the morning while you're getting ready for the day and listen to everyone's responses. This is the cutest idea that's ever happened. It's very, very cute. And it's a great way to stay in touch with. That's something where I feel like you can connect with long distance friends. You're being intentional, but you're not just like, uh, I haven't FaceTimed them in a month. I guess I should do that. It's like, Hey, you know, text four of your college girlfriends or your old roommates and say, guys, I kind of miss like just keeping up and chatting. Would you be interested in like reading one Psalm together, but like trying this cappuccino app with me. And then if we love it, you could just be like, let's try it for like a month. And if we love it, let's continue. And we can just have each person takes a turn asking a question, you know, of the day. And then we can all respond when it's convenient and you kind of get to hear what's going on in people's lives. So I'm just like, maximize your technology with long distance friends. That's so cute. Um, I'm 100. The problem with me is I'm like, I have 10 groups of friends I want to do that with. (laughs) (laughs) You're having lots of cappuccinos every day. Lots of cappuccinos. <laughs> That's so awesome. Okay. Well, I want to ask a question that can be tough. How do you identify if a friendship is toxic? Like this no longer needs to be in my life. How do you identify that? Yes. I mean, it dep- it's dependent upon each person. Mm. So I hope these terms aren't too general, but like boundaries getting crossed. And I mean, mm-hmm. like really cross where you feel like you've mentioned boundaries before and mm-hmm. they just continue to either make you feel bad about them, like guilty, mm-hmm. like shame you for right. saying, Hey, I might need space or, Hey, can we take some time away? This is feeling like it's moving in an unhealthy direction. And they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, so you don't like me anymore. Or like, right. that's a lot. I guess we're not friends. Like, you know, they kind of really like shame you or make you feel bad. And then also I think there's things like dependency becoming so close that you you are unhealthily dependent. So having these different red flags like the boundaries or like the dependency, or I think one really good sign, if you are, have been wondering, is this friendship unhealthy? I'm not really sure. Sometimes we're really close and it's going well, but then other times, like all of a sudden it's not it gets weird and I don't Mm -hmm. like it as much is in life transitions. I feel like this is a real good test of friendship. And if it's going in a toxic direction, because as you transition to a new job, maybe you do get a new hobby. So you left the volleyball group your friend was Mm -hmm. in and you started a new volleyball group. You got married, you have a baby. And if these friends are threatened by these life transitions, and again, they blame you. They say, you aren't giving me enough time anymore. Like you Mm. used to, I don't even know like where we're at anymore. There's like healthy ways to have these conversations as you transition. Mm -hmm. And then there's people who, again, will, I think, try to manipulate you, trap you, say things that are extremely hurtful because they are insecure and cannot walk with you through things. Those are all signs of like, I need to probably get out of this situation. Mm. I will say with honesty, I have never walked through this personally, but I Mm. do coach women in situations like this. And so sometimes my eyes are just open to like, this is real. And I, part of me like innocently wants to be like, no, it's, that's like the bad, like out of a million cases that that's ever happened to a friend. But again, if you're listening and often when people are at the point where they're even coming to me and saying, I need to be coached because I am wondering Mm. if this isn't good. Usually by that time I'm saying, you know, 
that you it's know. time to get out and you're looking for someone to affirm that. And I'm happy to be here and tell you, like, yeah, I think you know it is. And, yeah. and we can like just talk about some action steps to walk through that of how to get out. But if you are listening and you have, you're even wondering it's you're it's probably bad. So, and it's probably yeah. time to move on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what steps do you suggest people take? Do you just ghost someone? I doubt it. Do you <laughs> like have a sit down conversation? What's the best way to end a toxic relationship? Yes. I would say you probably do want to bring support, but never quite like intervention-y or like you're attacking. Go ahead and set it up when you first, maybe you call them or you text them to say, hey, I'd like to have a conversation and be really clear. I, I feel like this friendship isn't going in a healthy direction. I'd like to sit down and at least talk with you through it and about mm-hmm. it. And I'm going to bring so-and-so, uh, maybe it's a mutual friend, maybe it's a mentor you share, maybe it's a pastor relationship. You both need to have a relationship to this person so they don't mm-hmm. feel like it's attacking on them, like ganging up on them and just saying, I'm just bringing someone just as like a, a witness, someone to just like be here. Maybe you might say, because I feel, I don't feel strong. I mean, it could be some things. I don't feel strong enough to stand by um, my decision, or mm. I don't feel safe enough to have this conversation without feeling like you might twist my words against me. You mm. know, whatever your history has been, just say, maybe asking, like, I just would really love to have just one other person there to be a third party yeah, peeking in and helping us. It's almost like having someone there as um, a dispute resolution person. Like I just want someone mm-hmm. there to help us like work through a resolution. I believe then like listening and hearing both sides. So giving them another opportunity to share maybe their grievances or their fears or their mm-hmm. insecurities and saying, I hear you. Like, thank you for sharing that. I'm sorry that these things have happened. I'm sorry. Maybe I said that thing that hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry this, but I don't see I, you know, I want to forgive and reconcile, but I don't see this friendship moving forward and I don't want Mm. to continue this friendship anymore. And it's okay. You've done everything you can for that friendship and you're not really responsible for how they respond, which is tough. It's so tough. And especially if you're in a toxic relationship, you probably have felt responsible for their sadness and their hurt up to this point. Mm-hmm. So to really, I think in having that witness there to like walk away being like, I, I apologized and I gave her an opportunity to speak. And I, you know, maybe if you're ready to forgive, like I offered forgiveness. Mm. Um, but then I just needed to kind of like close off the conversation like the, and this is finished. So don't leave open-endedness. If there's a time in the future, mm. who knows years down the road, where like the Lord aligns your path and opens doors for you to be friendly again, that's okay. But don't say that, you know, don't be like, yeah. I mean, maybe like when things are different for you and for me, like just move, yeah. no, this is it. Like, yeah. thank you. This has been a wonderful friendship. Thankful for the memories that we have. You were wonderful in this season of my life, but for me to move forward and for, and maybe give it to her too. And for you to move forward in friendships that are better for you right now, right? like this friendship has to end for something better mm. to happen. Yeah. That's so good. No, I, I've never considered having a third party. That's like an interesting thought and idea. And I can see how that would be so beneficial. And I think that especially if it's a mutual friend, then it would feel like that friend's not picking a side and really almost 
you know, functioning as a counselor, not a registered mm-hmm. yeah. counselor, but just walking you both through, like mm-hmm. we heard her side, let's hear her yeah. side, you know, and helping kind of translate back and forth. I think, I think that's a fabulous idea. Well, awesome. I ask every guest two questions <laughs> at the end of the show. So I'm going to ask you two. So at the end of your life, when you're looking back, mm-hmm. what will a successful life look like for you? Yes. I think it will be to have children who love and follow the Lord And then also to have had like a full house. I don't know. My husband and I really enjoy having a lot of people in our house all the time. And I think we like it to be a respite for people who, whatever they're walking through, they feel like they can come and have a second home, especially here in Denver. We just have so many transient people who this is not, they don't have like a parent's home to go to and feel that rest and safety and comfort. And so for us, we just, we love that. We love being that for people and for friends. And so I just like, truly, if I could imagine myself like being like retired and 80 or something, I would just want my house to be filled all the time with college kids, moms, peers. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that would just be so beautiful. And I know this, when I first saw this question, Caroline, I had a moment flash in my mind. There was a girl I was mentoring and her mom passed away maybe Mm -hmm. like two, three years ago now. And I went to her funeral and there was probably a thousand people at this funeral who had been touched by this woman at some point and they preached the gospel and they worshiped and each child got up and spoke and also like preached the gospel. And it was such a sad sad moment to lose someone so young and for them to lose their mother and someone to lose their wife. But I was just like, this is the most beautiful moment I've experienced in a long time. Oh, wow. I was like, this is, and it's not about the number of people, like you're popular. It was like, I just would want people to be gathered in like the name of Mm. Jesus and to have the gospel preached to them. And that's like really all I'd really want. Oh, what a beautiful picture. Mm, Thank you for sharing that. So what is something in your life that you feel like you have been really intentional about? And then what's something moving forward that you want to be more intentional about? (laughs) Yes, I think I've been intentional with just stewarding the things that I have in the moment because, Hmm. and as you know, Caroline, it's like we're we're like working jobs, but in our day and age, like there's so much something beautiful about the flexibility of working from home. You're like, wow, the things I'm doing now, I wouldn't have been able to do if we didn't have that. But then also like, I can't do my job. Like I also can't do it very well because I am working from home. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So I think something I just try to be intentional with is really like saying no when I can't do things because I have Mm. kids. Um, but then also saying yes to work things because it's exciting and it's fun. And here we are chatting today and like launching a book and all these fun things that that have been able to happen. Something I'd like to be better at stewarding is this is so funny because I feel like you are so good about your food and the things you're making in your home. But it's something that Tim and I have talked about forever. And that is just like one being on top of our food situation. Mm, yeah. And I feel like I've actually like I'm since I've tried to make the steps last couple of weeks, I always tell Tim like four nights into the week, I'm like, are you so proud? Like we've eaten our groceries, like I've made dinner. Yeah. Four nights. This is amazing. Yeah. Um, I deserve a trophy. Yes. <laughs> and so that's something I think we're still really working on. Like the health of our bodies for us, for our family, mm-hmm. and then to teach our kids how to like eat vegetables. So, right. so um, hard. I don't know. I feel like that's just a big part of life because you eat three meals a day. And as the mom, so like constant. I kind of feel in charge of it. Mm-hmm. And so 
it's been interesting. I'll just say that it's been interesting. And the kids get so scared of everything. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, just, you have to try it. Like if there's just something one green, bite. they're so scared. I'm like you can't even taste it. It can be so delicious though. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like our parents' generation made, like we had like boiled Brussels sprouts. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. at least these days, I feel like we know how to like make Brussels sprouts tasty and like yes. fry them up or like pan fry them or whatever, you know, like we have some strategies yeah, <laughs> to absolutely. make it taste better, but it's also, it also can be such a transition, you know, like, especially like if your kids not saying this is your family, but like if your family's stopping at McDonald's every night, mm-hmm. your children just have, a, and you have this palate for salty fried foods. Mm-hmm. So when you're switching to like Brussels sprouts and chicken breasts, it's like, wah, wah, wah. You know, like <laughs> it can feel like such a rough transition. Yes. You know? So I, that. I get yeah. it. I feel like but, ours is like, here's scrambled eggs and something. I'm like in a piece of bread. So I'm like trying to be like, can I do right. like chicken and green beans and like yeah. a fruit or something? I just am right. so simple. Yeah. And well, so honestly, in simple's time, best like, though. Simple's best. Like when people don't understand what the paleo diet is and they ask me, I'm like, honestly, just like think of like meat and three, you know, or meat and two, just like yeah. the, the chicken breasts or the steak and the mashed potatoes and the green beans or even, even easier, like the chopped carrots and the green beans, you know, like it really can yes. be so simple, but I know, I feel like I'm always in that boat still. Like clearly this is my life and I do this. I do. I eat healthy, but I'm always like trying to up my game. So <laughs> I can relate. (laughs) Thank you so much, Bailey, for being here. I learned so many things from you about friendship and relationships. And if people want to connect with you, where are the best places to do that? Yes. For friendship resources, you can go to baileytherley.com. But then for daily conversation, I'm on Instagram at at bailey.t.hurley. Perfect. And then they can get your book on Amazon. Yes. Anywhere anywhere. books are sold. Mm -hmm. And we will include all of those links in the show notes. Thanks Thanks for being here, Bailey. Thank you so much for being on the show, Bailey. I got so many tips and tidbits for finding friendships in maybe some out-of-the-box ways. I feel like Bailey provided us with some really creative strategies for meeting new people, loving our neighbors, and loving our friends, whether they are five minutes away or an entire country away. So thank you, Bailey, so much for being here. If you want to connect with Bailey more, you can go to Bailey T. Hurley. You can connect with her on Instagram at Bailey T. Hurley. And please be sure to pre-order her book, Together is a Beautiful Place. You can find that wherever books are sold. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week. 